podcast. They don't have a podcast. So you know what? My opinion matters. Yours doesn't. <laughs> At least 150 people think so. 150 people, <laughs> except for the barback who doesn't like my political views, think my views matter. The audio doesn't prove anything. It proved that it was one guy that was ready to jerk off. And he was interrupted. That's he was what they, interrupted by a guy being shot six times. It's it's, it's pretty. And sad. so he jerked off to that. He didn't. Rea- I, I didn't realize I was into that. I sing I shit you not. There are going to be people at, dating robots. I, lo- I we watch some of those late night shows when we're going to bed, and they got on like TLC. The guy who is has like the the mannequin that he's dating. Oh and you God. pay to have those like lifelike, and he dresses them up, and that's his girlfriend. And I applaud this guy because you know they interviewed him and they show him, and he he wasn't getting laid any other way. I Yay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You're Gonna Get a Disease with Luke and Nick. How you been, man? Good, buddy. Uh, so uh, let's uh, let's do some housekeeping before we entertain all these lovely folks with our show. I have been uh, putting all the episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. It took forever, but we're finally on there. Apparently, we've we've blown up. We've hit the big time, my friend. We have... Over 60 listens in 24 hours from miscellaneous people, which proves that nobody wanted to fucking download our show and wait like 10 minutes for it. to. Up. They just want to hit a button and hit play. So now we're, we're seeing the results of all of our hard work. Well, that's good. Are you sure it's like 60 listeners or is I, it like I, four stalkers? It, it, okay, so I, I put that theory to the test, right? So I went on SoundCloud... And I played the same episode twice in the background at my uh, work computer to see if the numbers went up. And the numbers didn't go up. So those are original IP addresses. So the cool part is they tell you what cities are listening. So they got Lockport in there, Chicago. And there's 112 original listeners that are around uh, the United States. That's what it says. One out of California or something like that. But this is the one that was weird. One is Indonesia. So, yeah, figure that one out. All right. Yeah, so we got one listener in Indonesia. So the Viet Cong is listening to us, <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, all your propaganda talk, that's what they're they're just trying to catch up on. I'm sure. Conservative talk radio, so. Yeah, man. So it's been really cool. So thank you everybody who's been listening to our show. That's that's really cool and uh we're going to keep bugging you to uh, share our shows on your Facebook pages and whatnot. And now that we're on iTunes, Brendan will finally listen, and we'll have one extra listener, so that's always good. Yeah, and Sarah wants money. <laughs> well, you are right. He technically did say Nicole's going to get a disease. Right. So, so we've, co- we've copyrighted uh, You're Going to Get a Disease, <laughs> and I told her, and also the name Brendan. So <laughs> Brendan will now have to be called Percy, or we're going to charge him. Fucking A, man. So we're going to get that internet money. I'm uh, I'm just really happy that people. Yeah, are Amy. To Amy. Show. Amy's like, oh, Nick texted me back. We were talking about the show, and I, he said something about getting internet money, and I'm like, <laughs> he goes, I don't really know what he. She goes, I don't really know what he meant by that, and I go, 
It's a it's a line from South Park. Game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's cute. She'll just smile like, "Oh, I I know that show. Yeah, I've seen. I've, I've seen watched it. Luke watching that." <laughs> You know, it was on last night. They had either. both Kanye West episodes in a row. Oh, so was, first, he was the gay fish, and then when Kim Kardashian was the <laughs> Hobbit. Hang on, hang on one second. Hey, bitch, why aren't you a Hobbit again? Well, you're going on for a quest for a ring. What? Um, I, I know we got a couple topics to talk about. Okay, but uh, the thing that I saw this on the news that bugged me a few days ago was that ESPN female reporter. And I don't know if this was ESPN or if it was her trying to, you know, make herself like, oh, let's have a controversial topic to talk about. So it was about I the get... showering or something? Yeah. I've never seen the detail. Fill me in. Oh, essentially, she was questioning about the shower habits because Michael Sam is gay. So she wanted to know the, the inside details of the locker room. Like, do they not wash their butt? Yeah, I, 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 well, she was trying to establish some sort of, like, are players comfortable with it? So she's are people, digging. She, oh, yeah, because she wants, to, she wants to create a narrative. And I, if this was fucking ESPN putting her up to it, then fuck ESPN. That, that, they're trying to establish controversy when it isn't there. I, do you think that they are? I mean, seriously, that they would be behind? They went out of their way to freaking, like, make Michael Sam the hero of the world. So I highly doubt then they would turn around and do this. You think You think it was her trying to, like, Oh, I think it was her. Yeah. The, the way the coach just the, – I, I read the reaction of the yeah, coach. Yeah, the coach was like, said, that's the most unprofessional She probably went in thing. to find out if Sam was going to make the team. There was no news, so she dug for a story. Yeah. And, and that makes sense. But that's that's not the way you dig. I mean, come on, just well, yeah, of course. I mean, who, gives a, who honestly gives a fuck? Well, that's the thing. Nobody gives a fuck when you keep bringing the shit up to like try to make a name for yourself. And that's you know, we had the issue when we were talking about last week the problems with media in and itself. That's media is great when it presents facts. When you try to distort the story in order to create some sort of controversy that isn't there. That's when it fucking. I'm well, trying, that's I'm trying, why I'm trying to, I got like a breakdown of my. That, words. Well, that's why yeah. the media is useless now because all it is, everything's an editorial. I remember when, you know, when it was, you know, you had like four channels. Oh yeah. You know, two, five, seven, nine, and then thirty-two came in. Oh, uh, Fox. Yeah. Well, before it was Fox, it was WFLD. Of course. And and you were a kook if you can get channel forty-four in on your antennas to watch videos, but the, <laughs> but there was no. They would have the news. And then they would maybe have an editorial at the end. Um, but you could see the distinction. And now you go watch the same story on four different channels and it's presented a completely different way because it's more about opinion. And that's why people, you know, oh, the, the people call Fox News faux news and they call, uh, oh, yeah. you know, c- c- what do they call CNN, the Clinton News Network. Or I never heard that. That's the, pretty yeah, funny. <laughs> uh, but, but it's because... The people behind the the scenes that are that are putting the money into it are the ones that are trying to push their political agenda. Well, it's disappointing that to see it on something like ESPN. There was a big big to do. I was listening to uh, Red Eye Radio, which is the conservative talk radio, uh, right around one thirty uh, last night. It's Gary McNamara and I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, big time conservative guys, but they were talking about Bob Costas and how Costas is upsetting Al Michaels because 
uh, he's starting to insert his little political views inside certain areas during halftime at football games and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, last year, Costas went on uh, his gun control, you know, speech that he did, which I didn't think was too bad. And then he also did something regarding the Redskins. And so Al Michaels basically was going like, hey, you know, this is a football game. There's no room for a political editorial. And I guess I didn't know how I felt about that, considering, you know, I, I like Bob Costas, especially from ba- basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, is it is it a place in sports to start the political conversation? I don't think Costas goes over the line uh, to how everyone makes him out. Like, oh, he's a, you know. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah. Does Bob Costas pay for that airtime? Nope. Then shut the fuck up and report the game. Unless you pay for the airtime or you own the station, your opinion should remain your opinion to yourself. If someone asks you in an interview, by all means, give it up. But we sit down to watch a football game. It shouldn't be hijacked by someone, no matter what their opinion is. All right. That's fair. But wouldn't you say that Bob Costas is hired directly for that reason? I mean, we got in the conversation like... Uh, not too long ago, when ESPN hires somebody, they should have a strict guideline if you know they're going to fire somebody for saying something because they hire these guys because they want their opinions. They want Charles Barkley on TNT to say something this. controversial. Yeah, they, so, but the ESPN doesn't want their opinion. They want their opinion to be the same as the ESPN opinion. Or they is, uh, is it them. ESPN or ABC? I don't, I'm ABC sorry. owns yeah, ESPN. A, okay, it's all the same now. I think or Dis- all, Disney owns all both of them, and then ABC is an affiliate. Each or, other. It doesn't but matter. That's just it. You don't hire them. Bob Costas is, uh, you know, the camera likes him. He's got a nice voice. He's good with his words. That's why he's hired. They don't go, well, let's hire Bob Costas because we like his opinion. No. No. They don't. And it's the same as ESPN. If they're going to suspend people for giving an opinion that doesn't jive with the way they want people to think, then there should be no opinion. There should be no opinion. report the opinion of ESPN. Uh, TNT or TBS, whichever Charles Barkley is, it's a completely different monster. They're not suspending people for that. And Barkley gets huge ratings no matter what he says just because of how he says it. Uh, I love Barkley, man. Sorry. You know, when I came in today, I I had, like, all these topics in my brain. Yes. And it was uh, just a bear of a night last night. We had – I walked into the bar and – Andrew, who is a day manager, says, oh, well, by the way, there's a group of 50 coming in. <laughs> so I got, I got slammed and got home around 3.30. So I want to apologize that I am phoning it in right now for this episode. So I, I, I snuck out of work to come record here today. Nice. Isn't that nice? Nice. So I, I had a, an employee uh, not show up for work on Sunday. Oh, Closing really? server. What the fuck? Um, someone they, I knew before they, call they worked in? there. No. Uh, someone I knew before they worked there mm. got laid off, needed a job, hired her, <laughs> didn't show up, um, didn't call in. She tried to get someone to cover her, and the person that uh, she texted said, um, you know, no, I can't. She goes, well, I can't find anybody. She's like, did you call the restaurant? No. And she's like, why not? And her response was, at this point, I really don't care. Wow. Um, so I, I sent her a, a message on Facebook. I said, why didn't you come to work on Sunday? It was seen at one forty. responded to it like 940 at night. 
Oh, I've been meaning to talk to you. Um, I have an interview for a full-time job. I can still work part-time, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, so you didn't come in to work on Sunday because you have a f- interview this week? Well, no, and then it was some, you know, like... Excuse after excuse yeah, after excuse. And, you know, something going on in her life. And, I, you know, people have shit that goes on, but I don't get how you have such disrespect for me that you don't even call. That you have such disrespect for your coworkers who they, she would go out drinking with and hang out with. I'm just not going to show up. She was the closing server, too. So someone had to close for her that wasn't planning. Her. And it just it, it baffles me. It baffles me the absolute disrespect that people have. And I, there's like two kinds of people that have worked for me that knew me before. The people that worked for me and said, I'm going to do a good job because it's Luke. Because he's my friend. All right. And the people that went, oh, I don't have to do dick because it's Luke, and he'll deal with it. <laughs> and Jonah. He's the third type. Jonah's the third type. <laughs> the people that go, what? Oh, 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 what? Oh, oh, get the order in. Oh. <laughs> so that was always that's always a joy. And then she's like, oh, so I can work for you part-time if you want. And I'm like, See, and, she was shy, and she was shocked that she was suspended for not coming in. And not. I, I was shocked that. You know, she wasn't fired immediately, but the manager chose a suspender, and that's fine. Um, but, you know, shocked. I, I'm suspended? For what? I think it's coming down to the point where you and me will agree on certain things, and one of that's kids is uh, never own your own business if you're not prepared to uh, have people piss all over it because... Yeah. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> and people will kind of let you down in a few spots, especially if, you know, yep. you absolutely need them to do something for you. Oh, yeah. You can ask uh, Emily about uh, her brother. Emily? She was very angry that her brother uh, just decided to not come into work and not call. And she went in and just, like, screaming at him, make him making him call me. And his response when he called was, uh, yeah, I guess I quit. Why? Why can't? Why, why is that so hard? The common courtesy to just say, "Oh, by the way," like you just have to just avoid it. Like you become a, a ghost and you never existed. Yeah. At I, point where you're like, oh, yeah, oh, sorry, Luke. Yeah, I've had people that I knew that uh, that just didn't show up, never responded, never called, nothing, and they're just like, poof. Like, I think it's the most normal thing in the world. Well, you know, you know, we were we were acquaintances at least before but ah, whatever <laughs> fuck you thanks for the job now you're enemies yeah well i just i say okay this person and i just cut him out of my life well you know not cutting out of lives or anything like that but i had something happen to me yesterday i probably shouldn't even talk about this but i will i might edit this i don't Did know the bad man touch you no 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 you want me to get a doll you can show me where i got upset like okay all right I'm I'm not going to name names or anything like that. Uh, but generally, I got a message last night telling me that I should do something regarding other family members. Basically, uh, you should do this. Okay. All right. I, I don't want to get That's into this. That's very vague. It's about as vague as I can make it. All right. All right. But the person sen- sending the note is basically not been around for seven eight ten years as far back as i like they have literally not been around they're far away so they're 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 telling me to do something from afar Mm -hmm. when out of like no conversation nothing there's there's a no hey how you doing or messages to 
you know, say hi or anything like that. Essentially, it just... There's no lube. They just jammed it in. Yes. Okay. That just drove me up the fucking wall. And, man, I really wish I could get into specifics because who knows who listens to this show and it'll get back to me because I'm talking like Jimmy right now, getting super cryptic. But this, <laughs> this fucking thing happens in the middle of a 50-person shift in the middle of the night. Somebody that should have never wrote me, maybe they could have... Uh, Give, give me a ring or something like that. They send me this long, drawn-out note about how I should do something, and they shouldn't have to tell me to do it. Wow. And I hadn't seen – I'm sorry, I haven't seen a letter from them in years or anything Is like that. Is it someone that you were close with in the past? Yes, very much so. Okay. Very much so. It just is a shocker to me how one simple letter like that can just ruin your whole fucking night in a just like a snap like it was already busy and it was yeah you know it's crazy but that's normal you like you get past the job and then when you get a certain text or a certain message it can just flip that switch instantly because i think i'm a pretty happy dude most of the time sure happy go lucky yeah but man when you rub me the wrong way that i just stays with me for so long and it's don't worry it's not my wife or anything like we weren't fighting that's yeah not, you haven't not, spoken not to your wife all. in eight years yeah i haven't spoken to her in eight years even though we are child's five well I, you know everything <laughs> we everyone... were in the room and just had sex and didn't say a word mm. <laughs> i hummed through it um well i got i have family members that i don't see in a long time and my aunt recently passed away and i saw you know some of them that Sorry to get all Jimmy on you. I, I, well, no, uh, I, I mean, I, some of them I, I, I communicate with, and it's nice to see them. And some I, I don't see in, you know, years. Years. Mm-hmm. And I had one specific cousin who I don't really like. I mean, I have, I have several cousins I don't like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but one uh, specifically, I, I shouldn't say I don't like this person, but they are, I don't have a whole lot of, like, they don't real register real high on my uh list there you know they're just like what it's like whatever and this person was like oh you know i met your wife i approve of her (laughs) and i said very sarcastically oh well that's important like that and they and i I laughed my fingers crossed i laughed after you know because i was trying to make a joke but they looked at me like with this look like how dare you okay and i was like whatever guy you know just point this out um i got this note yesterday and I wrote a response, a scathing response, all right? And I deleted it. You pussy. I pussed out so quickly and just went, Welcome to okay. You're Going to Get a Disease starring Luke and Nick and Nick's vagina. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of where, like, I wanted to even just make a joke like that. And so I, I considered doing the joke route, right? The problem with the joke route is I would have got the same reaction. I would have gotten that. How fucking dare you? You know, that kind but of But so shit. the fuck what? Yeah, it's a good point. Seriously. Well, I don't know why I couldn't pull the trigger on that. That Now it's going to bug me. Now, I'm what, now I've lost the moment. There is one of my cousins. We know it's either my one cousin or their son who several years back were pretty sure was the person that stole my mother's purse Holy on Christmas. shit. Okay. Pretty well, damn stole sure. the purse and on Christmas. On Christmas. The double whammy. From my uncle's house. Um, oh, shit. Pretty damn sure. Uh, I'm not going to say, you know, get into details, but there's like video surveillance and things like that oh where they tried to God. use it and whatnot. So pretty damn sure. Okay. <laughs> 99.9%. Yeah. So 
I didn't invite this person to my wedding. I didn't say hello to him at the wake or anything like that. I don't give a fuck. And his kids are fucking beat off too. And I don't care. It just doesn't. And if they ask me why, I mean, they're one of the siblings, you know, asked, are you inviting this person? I go, fuck no. Like that. And they kind of laugh because they know the person's a fucking, you know. So why pretend? Don't pretend. Who gives a fuck what their reaction are? If you haven't spoken to this person in eight years, okay, they're obviously not very, like, integral to your daily life, okay? And if if they have the audacity to come and try to dictate how you or someone that... Pretty is pretty thoughtful of other people. I would, I would does, think so. Yeah, who goes out of the way a lot more than I do to do the right thing. Okay, you're you're someone that does that. So for this person to think that you owe them the courtesy of one listening to what they have to say and two abiding by their wishes, fuck them. Thank you. Thank they you. could suck. Kind of needed that. Yeah, fuck them. And I, I'll write the response for you. I don't even know, even know what they said. It'll be like, you know, dear relative, how yeah. the fuck dare you think that it's your position to dictate what I do with my life? Yeah. Go fuck yourself. You know, find your place. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of messed up. So sorry. That's why I'm kind of a being a beat off today coming inside the place. So. No, fuck them. You know, it don't. You, just because they're blood does not mean that they deserve your respect if they don't earn it. It's true. It's absolutely I true. I have a lot of asshole relatives, and I'm sure a lot of relatives think I'm an asshole, and that's fine. They don't have to talk to me. I don't have to talk to them. <laughs> but they don't have a podcast. They don't have a podcast. So you know what? <laughs> My opinion matters. Yours doesn't. <laughs> At least 150 people think so. 150 people, <laughs> except for the barback who doesn't like my political views, think my views matter. Goddamn barback, Bill. So um, let's let's switch it up to political views, right? Okay. I, I got something for you. Okay. I've been cleaning up my house. Okay. I found a bunch of old artwork. I've been putting some of it online just to reminisce about old shit. And then I found a bunch of my old college writing freshman year at Lewis University papers. Okay. All right. So this one right here is from November 30th, 1997. And the assignment was to write a letter to your high school based on this topic. And the topic was condoms. Should they be allowed in high school? Okay. All right. So uh, any thoughts on the uh, the topic? Condoms, should they be allowed in high school? Yeah. So in other words, uh, should condoms be distributed at uh, the no. high school no. by, by faculty members. No. All right. You're there to teach people. So You're not there to dictate their prophylactic use. The, the one thing that's funny about this paper is I don't know if this was actually sent. to. Some, I don't remember writing any of this, which tells you what kind of alcoholic blur I was in at Lewis University. Like, this is – I have no idea if, if somebody ghost wrote this. This doesn't look like anything I wrote. My name's on it. All right, but – I want to try and read it as my smarmy 1997 Nick Prohl. Okay. All right. In regards to the distribution of condoms in high school, I must make my standpoint that I approve of this action. So already, I'm a whore. I agree to the service as long as few provisions are made beforehand. And obviously, my sentence structure is not that great. It's not an issue of promoting sex, but an issue of promoting safety. You buy any of that so far? No, no. <laughs> not at all. Our students will be better prepared for situations they may become involved in. This, my friends, though, like, 
this, my friends, is reality. That's what I write here. So they're your like, friends. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you sent this to a Catholic high school. I, yeah, I think I sent this to a Catholic or high school. I wonder school. if it went to the principal. Like, just the fucking obnoxious, this, my friends, is reality. Yeah, I would, I would toss it at that point. <laughs> we could constantly monitor these children and i didn't put a space between monitors and these so it looks like one massive yeah i really proofread this thing but in all essence that doesn't oh my god they have decisions that must be made on their own if sexual activity can be made safe by the use of a condom and if condom distribution can save lives then i am promoting it how are you, my friend? <laughs> this is the shit that I fucking wrote. Do you have anything like this? Like, oh, I'm sure I, you know my is my old writing is a bit sophomore, but luckily, when picking my friends, I don't ask for past uh, homework <laughs> no, assignments. No, that should be a requirement. Now, I want to see everyone's grade school book reports. <laughs> I like... wrote, you know, I I wrote a fucking great p- paper my junior year in high school, and I used it. Like twice in high school and like four times in college, uh, and just kind of updated it and updated it and updated it, and it was a great paper. <laughs> it's an awful nice Mark Twain assignment, Luke. It's over and over and over again. I, uh, Huckleberry Finn was a great story. Stars Jim. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I never kept anything. And I was pre-computers too, so my all my shit was typed. I well, yeah, I'm I'm this shit just belongs in the ether i'm, I'm gonna be happy to throw this away this is the last time i will ever look at this piece of paper so. unless you're called in uh by the principal oh shit of saint joe's academy to do a, a seminar because <laughs> obviously you're monitor these word and in in all essence this my friends is reality this my fi- friends is a <laughs> shitty paper <laughs> Okay, so, oh, the dogs are up. All right, so check this part out, right? Anna Quinlan, a columnist for the New York Times. Oh, well, that makes a record. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't give anything else about Anna Quinlan. That's it. I just have this person's name, and and they're a columnist for the New York Times. So I'm like, that's when they just put the paper down, like, fuck it, condoms in school. Yeah. I'm sure that convinced him. Agrees with my standpoint about the distribution issue. Wow. All right. Quinlan supports condom use, and it also stresses family relations. The Board of Education could do a great deal of good if it found ways to foster parent-child communications in all things, not just matters sexual. Because I always wanted to talk to my mom about getting some condoms and banging some hot chick yeah no obviously well i I, that'll open up the bridge of communication that i always sought with my parents you know you know i was thinking while you were reading this and uh would you say we had 60 60 listens in 24 hours or something i can't wait to see those numbers plummet (laughs) from them listening to your paper oh this is a fucking great paper it gets better it gets better i agree with quinlan again a woman i've never met or heard of because sex is just one issue that teens must deal with. If students get in a group of personal situation at home... I, I wish I, in my teen years uh, I had to deal with sex, but they all just said no. <laughs> wait, wait, Rush Limbaugh's in this paper. Along with Quinlan, I have given response to Rush Limbaugh, a famous disc jockey you may have heard of. <laughs> Holy God in heaven. 
Oh, God. I'm sorry. I got to finish this. I think this... all the girls that did have sex with you might take it back. Yeah, they're going to want... Yeah, Limbaugh does not promote the distribution of condoms in school. As he feels, it encourages sex. However, some of his arguments are exaggerated, such as his constant humorous analogies. Limbaugh compares condom distribution to the handout of drugs or guns. Hmm. Luke... Want me to tell you a story? Luke? Yeah, buddy. <clears throat> so we met during that show, and uh, I'm pretty sure that, you wrote that, right around that, that I wrote right around this time. So I, I feel that you've influenced this paper at some point. I think we had to talk about condoms in high school. I yeah. really do. Mr. Limbaugh. Why didn't, you, why didn't you cite me in the paper? Gives a possible scenario of, of two fake teens, and I'm going to change the name. Luke and Susie. Okay. Luke states, hey, everything is okay. Nothing will go wrong. Heck, the school gave me this condom. They know what they're doing. Do you think you'd ever say, heck, it's going to be all right, Susie? I don't think you I were trying was... to get laid. I, yeah. I turned I turned whoever that kid was into like a 1950s. Right. Ha, heck, Susie. The beaver. <laughs> Let's go down to the malt shop and the get The beaver's laid. got a girlfriend named Susie. So that's, that's my report on uh, condoms. It, it kind of just drags on like that. Yeah. But, wow. I'm sure you probably... Uh, I hope I get the phone call from St. Joe's. I'm sure they're just they're biding their time for it to become a hot topic again. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I have one on, uh, on uh, gay marriage that's that long. Wow. And uh, wow. Uh, you can tell homophobe Nick is, is coming out strong on that one. <laughs> gay people are scary. <laughs> I might scary. as well. I might so, might as well title it. Gay people are scary to me in 1997. I'm so frightened. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I said they should get married, but no children. Absolutely no kids. Like, I don't think oh that's my, possible. Nick. Oh my God. Well, they can adopt. Oh okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> you, you. Oh, it's 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 beautiful. It's uh, so bad. Jesus. It's good. So, I'm sorry. I had to read that. I thought you'd enjoy it. I bought my friend Ken his first pack of condoms because he was embarrassed. (laughs) No fucking way. Yeah, but we went in. So, we go into like a speedway. And uh, he said, uh, I said, he's like, oh, you know, we're going to whatever, fuck or whatever. We're going to diddle? Yeah. And uh, I said, no, do you got condoms? He's like, no, I'm embarrassed to buy them. And I said, come on, man. So we went to the Speedway, and I go in, and I'm waiting in line. And he, like, you know, kind of walks around the store like he's looking for something. <clears throat> and uh, and then I, you know, I buy him, and he's, like, waiting by the door waiting for me. And there's, like, all these people behind me. And uh, <clears throat> so I, I pay for him. I take the bag, and I throw it to him. I go, here's your rubbers. <laughs> like that. <laughs> and he stops, and his face turns beet red, and he goes, oh, God, and he runs out. Here's your prophylactic. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Well, uh, there there is uh, some stuff that you wanted to talk about today. Uh, I believe it was hate crime. Oh, the and term itself. The term itself. Uh, there's another one South Park tackled regarding the, the phrase hate crime. Now, is it my understanding that a hate crime is the the the, the definitive version of it is just something that somebody attacks somebody based on one particular thing, be it their race, religion, sexuality. That's a hate crime. I guess. That's, yeah. I don't know. That's what the terminology, I think, of hate crime comes from because there's crimes, 
Luke stole a pizza from his own shop because he was hungry, or that's a crime. You don't hate your store, as far as I know. You know what I'm saying? But well, that's, well, that's, that's, the de- that's the definitive. The, the whole thing, in, they were calling the thing in Ferguson a hate crime. And I'm like, okay, because I've always hated that term because it's just such a, it's such a dumb, it that and the word homophobe, are like I just said it like and and putting that ago. that and putting gate at the end of every controversy are the three things that bother <laughs> me. They're so lazy and stupid, and they don't make <laughs> sense, and they don't really apply because. I mean, most crimes are done. I mean, there's some and sort passion, of passion, like yeah, there's a hateful you know, motivation. But they it. had an article about. Uh, a guy who was uh, walking home from work, and he was attacked by two black guys. And the guy said, "Hey, Whitey!" And the guy looked at him, and he threw a rock and hit him in the head. And then mm-hmm. came out and tried to stab him. And the guy got away. And they they had a picture of the guy and his stitches on his face. And that kind of sparked it. And that's when I texted you. I was like, because they were saying they wouldn't call it a hate crime. And I'm like, it's not. It's not. It, it's not a hate crime. It's it's a crime against. What is de- deemed, and you know what I mean, like they, yeah. the group. It, there's no hate crimes against, say, a white person. Well, all right, based on that, maybe it's just a really bad term. I think it's a horrible term yeah. because it's so stupid. The dogs obviously are doing hate crime right now against each other. Yeah, they're, they're playing. Stop. Hey. Only you can prevent dog-on-dog crime. No, I, I guess it's just a, it's a terrible term. I don't know what else you could. A crime? It's just a crime. I think they're trying to. Come up with some sort of extra special version of the crime so they can give you an extra special penalty. Should there be? I don't know. I, I, if, I, I, if I shoot if a like white guy and I shoot a black guy and you deem that I shot the black guy because he's black and I shot the white guy because I wanted his wallet. Well, let me ask you. What's did, the difference? Did you shoot the black guy because he was black specifically? I... Wanted his wallet, but let's say that I that'd be called odd, him. That'll be an odd. Place I to called start him, the show. but let's say I wanted his wallet, <laughs> and I, I'm a I'm a robber. Okay, all right. I shoot I shoot a white guy, kill him, take his wallet. I shoot a black guy, kill him, take his wallet, but in the process called him a racial slur. Now it's a hate crime. Um, it is. That's. I mean, if you call someone I, a racial slur during the thing, they they will deem it a hate crime. Is yeah, I guess is there. Is there already a precedent set that that would make it a hate crime? Because I thought hate crime was more along the lines of how they have different degrees of murder and manslaughter. There's murder one, I think murder two, and then manslaughter, something like that. Murder one is like, you're waiting in the bushes. You've been waiting all night to kill me. You know, like you're going to jump out. You've been sitting there. Murder two, I think it's like, uh, you were going to kill me. It just you know it just happened. But like they're would, they're making it a worse crime yeah. deemed by the person's beliefs, yeah, or their words. I, you know, I I, I, I I find that idiotic that that you deem me deem me hateful, not because I shot the guy, but because what color the guy I shot was, and the fact that I've dropped an N bomb. We apologize. We are experiencing technical difficulties.
besides that, man, I mean, it's it's a it's a stupid term. I'll agree with you on that. I I think there could be something else, maybe a crime that was racially motivated. I know you give it a lot more words. Maybe you take the power away from it. And maybe that's why they want to call it something like it's a hate crime because it has more impact. The media invention or a courtroom I, invention. So. I, 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 don't, I don't see uh, killing someone based on their race or their religion or their uh, sexual orientation any worse than killing someone else. And I think, it, I think it's, it's, it's kind of uh, insulting to the victims that have, have put up, you know, that have been, uh, you know, what about these gangbangers that are, are uh, they run up and punch people on the street? For no reason, just to knock the knockout game, and probably every one of these have been that I've seen on video. I've seen about four of them, and it's always been a black guy hitting a, like an elderly white person and knocking them out. Why isn't that deemed a hate crime? I I've heard of the knockout game. I've never seen a video of the knockout. I've game. seen like four of them. I've never seen the knockout game on Quattro. national media with the exception of Fox News. And I've seen a lot of conservative reporters talk about this knockout game. I I don't know how widespread it is, so I'm just going to plead ignorance on it. But, I mean, obviously, if you want to justify the word hate crime, all those would be hate crimes then. Well, that's my yeah. that's basically my point. Is, yeah, I don't think they're any less of a hate crime. If I, if I go running up and punch a black guy... Yeah. And, and if you're you, like you go back and look at my email, and at one point I I called a black guy a, a name. Yeah. And they go, oh, look, he doesn't like black people. It's a hate crime. And that's basically. But I don't get, and I'm not trying to say that. Oh, this shouldn't be. Oh, we shouldn't make such a big deal about racial crimes or whatever. My point is, you're taking one half and going. These are worse than yeah. this, even though it's the exact same fucking crime. Yeah, I, I think people want to call it worse. A bigger sentence or something along those lines. I know I'm jumbling my words, but I think they just want to. So emphasize, you're saying it's a controversy. This is like hate crime gate. I don't know if it's a controversy, <laughs> but at the same time, it's it's. I think it's just to make the sentence even worse. Like, okay, if you were just going to punch a guy in the front of Walmart because he got the last box of Oreos before you did, that's a crime. If you saw that the guy had a menorah in his windshield and you punched him because he was Jewish. That's a hate crime. So you're going to get like some extra days in county because, you know, you specifically cited this guy out because he was Jewish. I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to give bigger sentences to somebody that is particularly motivated towards a thing. I'm not saying it's right. I think it's idiotic. Uh, Going back to the Ferguson thing, I saw a great piece from The Onion of all places. A couple days ago or two days ago, they released audio supposed audio CNN did of the gunshots taking place, Okay, which is the weirdest fucking audio. I don't know if you've heard this yet. It's essentially a guy recording like a Snapchat to his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And he's like caught in an intimate moment. Like he's like, Hey baby, how you doing? It's, it's the weirdest, weirdest audio. And then in the background, there's gunshots. Like, so he was recording himself to send a video. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be identified because I wouldn't want to be identified. Like, he's probably about to stroke it or something like that. Then yeah. all of a sudden, bullets ruined his day. Right. So they got the audio recording. He's on Chatterbait. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and so they get this audio recording. They play it on CNN. They play it on Fox. They play it on MSNBC. 
And the Onion did a report, which was just awesome. They go, everybody uh, who wanted their own expectation heard exactly what they wanted to hear with this audio. Like, both sides are very happy that they heard exactly what they wanted to hear. And, like, they had the interview with a conservative guy. Like, clearly this is a hate crime. And the other guy was, clearly it was a – like, uh, you you get the idea. Yeah. But, I mean, really, that's – that was so true. That – fucking thing went viral on facebook so quick i saw a bunch of people put it up like oh there's bullets and it was from both sides like now finally we have some confirmation that he was assaulting the cop head first and it was the audio doesn't prove anything it proved that it was one guy that was ready to jerk off and he was interrupted That's he was what interrupted they- by a guy <laughs> being shot six times it's it's, it's pretty and sad. so he jerked off to that he didn't realize, I, I didn't realize I was into that. I, I the, the problem is like the, the audio is only like 12 seconds long. I really want to know what the guy said. Maybe he was recording a podcast. <laughs> I wanted to know what he was saying after. Like, what the fuck? And just looked out his window and shit like that. Yeah, I don't. And I'm not a forensic bullet expert. So me hearing the audio would be like, yes, there were shots. Like eleven bullets, and then yeah, everyone. If you had a preconceived notion of what scenario was going on in your head, like oh, he clearly killed this kid in cold blood, then you, you saw exactly what you wanted to see. Right, because you're hearing yeah. gunshots, and you're that's it. Gunshots. Oh yeah, he's terrible. Ah, what an awful guy. But you know, hate crime talk out of the way. We got it, man. Yeah, well, solved it. <laughs> I just, I, I, I hate the way things are phrased. I hate the way the media does their thing to sensationalize stories so, it just i'm gonna cheer you up okay oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about that thing uh that i had brought up quite a few episodes ago okay and we got some time all right i just want you to picture Alyssa milano robot okay, oh, okay. all right okay so back in 1996 mm-hmm. i uh I'm a before big, you wrote the paper before i wrote the paper big aol guy Mm-hmm. Like I still have my same AOL email account oh, me too. to this day. Me too. Right? I think I got AOL in like 94, uh, back when it was version like 2 or whatever right. the fuck it was. And, oh, yeah. And so I remember that you could talk to anybody across the world, which just blew my mind. Like sure. there was a there was chat rooms in Japan, and I was like, I'm talking to somebody in Japan. This is insane. You know, you would type a letter. I wonder if I can search for somebody close by. And you could like search for people in Illinois or Chicago. And sure enough, you'd find somebody mm-hmm. and like, holy shit, there's a real person. And then, then you'd ask to see a picture of them or something like right. that. Or then you'd get the nerve to say, hey, you, um, do you live close? Do you want to meet at like a Denny's or something like that? Right. And I still remember to this day telling somebody that I was going to meet a girl off of AOL. Mm-hmm. At a Denny's. And they went, are you fucking crazy? You don't know who the hell you're meeting. That's insane. That's scary. But now, how many years later, 20 years after that shit was invented, like, internet romance is commonplace. Sure. My dad met his new wife, Dale, uh, quite a few years ago after my mom passed away, uh, on the internet. Sure. My dad, of all people, used the internet, which blew my mind. I mean, he he finally is able to send a text message, which which is just amazing to me. So only uh, took, was he born in 49? So 65 years. Good job, Dad. Um, <laughs> so, like, that made me think of this story that everything is uh, 
changing at an exponential rate because when you started high school, no such thing as the internet, right? Nope. When you ended college, internet everywhere, right? Nope. No, not yet? No. Was it just starting? Uh, well, I graduated U of I in 1995. So it just started. That was the birth. That was the infancy. Yeah, right? I didn't have. I don't think I had internet until <clears throat> I went to Cal- moved to California in 2000. Okay. All right. Well, they were already offering online classes at Lewis in 2000. I know because I was taking them. And I get in this conversation a lot with people at the bar about how fast things are actually moving because it is pretty crazy. From this little area where I met somebody off the internet because you know. We would have never met otherwise, more than likely. And my dad getting married to somebody he would have never met otherwise. All right. Which is funny, too, because when people date online... They and the girls are like, "Well, I I had a friend in the bar too when I met this person to make sure they were okay." Well, first off, like this friend is an expert at evaluating somebody. Second <laughs> so, off, you can meet a person in a bar and they can tell you whatever they want to tell you, and you don't know truly who they are. That's what kills me. Is it's safe? They think it's safer if you meet the person and you meet them in person. Yeah. Then you'll on you'll know you'll know. <laughs> like when I met Amy, a guy came. She there was a friend a that showed up, and he was like, oh, what are you doing here? You know, that, and met me and left, and, you know, she said, okay, you just want to make sure that I was, and I'm like, first off, we're in a public place. Amy, come home. Yeah. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a public place, but secondly, like, I couldn't, if I'm that, that, that crazy of a sociopath, like, I couldn't, like, act the way I want to act. Absolutely. You know what and I mean? If you're a good sociopath, you just act. Yeah. <laughs> Like so it me, just makes me like laugh. Me taking it makes me laugh that someone was like, "Hey, be careful of someone you met off the internet." No, be careful of someone you met anywhere. Yeah, exactly, How about that? Exactly. Uh, and I remember when online dating was shunned. God, you met somebody off the fucking internet, right? Dude, and you were supposed to be desperate and weird, yeah, and so desperate. Now I Match. dot com is huge. And E-harmony. Other ones, yeah, I mean, it's a multi million dollar. And even Ashley Madison. dot com, where the divorcees hook up. Not divorcees. Oh, it's no, married people. people. Married. Yeah. It's all fake, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Those are, Some of these women didn't look very fake. They just looked pretty hideous. But we get uh, uh, when I did the when I started online dating, I, I what is now defunct and it was picked up by Match was uh, Yahoo mm-hmm. Singles, and they you would you would do it. It was very similar to Match, but there were always the fake ones that you got, and you could tell right away that they were fake. <laughs> Good old Deborah down to well, no, they were, you could tell right, and it would be like a foreign person. And they immediately, and I led one on for a long time. I normally ignored them. And then I just decided one time to just lead it. I knew exactly. And she was like, I'm a, I'm a model. And I'm in, <laughs> I'm in Poland right now at a modeling seminar, whatever the fuck that is. Oh, modeling Here's seminar. a picture of me in my hotel. And it was obviously like a bedroom in like their house or the, whoever's picture they were using. <laughs> Issue three so I'm Max. leading them. I led them on for about a week. And then she sends me this. She's like, I said, where do you live? And she's like, oh, I live in... Romeoville, and she gave me an address, so I Google Earthed it, and it was a warehouse. <laughs> so, what if she lived in the warehouse? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like playing along, and so the the moment comes where she's like, "Oh, I'm flying back. I can't wait to meet you." And then it was, "Oh, my flight. Oh, this money didn't come through in this flight." And I'm going, "Oh, that sucks." And they're like, "Yeah, and I I I miss you, and I love you." And I'm like, "Wow, after a week, you love me? That's pretty strong feelings, you know." And like they're just going on and on and on, and I'm like, they're like. You know, could you help me? And I'm like, no, I don't think I'm gonna like that. 
And they're like, what? No, but we're meant to be together and all this shit. And I'm like, then find $500. I'm like, no, I don't. And I, you know, and finally I, I, and they were like bagging me for the money. And I, finally I went, did you think I was that stupid? Did you think that I thought you were real? Seriously? Well, now I just have this whole sitcom in my head of this poor woman just trying to get to the United States and you passed up the love of your life. Yeah, no. Polish model. Yeah, model from uh, Polish. She's got a little shrine to you in her apartment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One week, of- and she stayed in that hotel that looked like <laughs> someone's bedroom. Well, the whole like it was great. The picture she said yeah. had like posters on the wall. I'm like, wow, they got posters in that hotel. Motley Crew. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. <laughs> oh, that was the whole foundation of this this uh, setup. Um, I go to a website that makes me a lot happier than news websites. And it's called KurzweilAI.net uh, or .org. I can't remember. But either way, Ray Kurzweil is the guy that invented uh, the, uh, the flatbed scanner. He helps blind people see. He's like good friends with Stevie Wonder and all this other bullshit. Okay. So on his website, all they talk about is technological advancements. So like the one I saw today was like they are inventing – uh, certain strains and nanocells that could help cure Alzheimer's. Stuff that's like, oh, that makes me happy. Sure. Possibly in 20 years, like Alzheimer's. Oh, they're going to try and make something that's going to help modify the eyes and help a blind man see. I'm like, that's awesome. You know? Yeah, that's cool. Oh, they're going to have something that make you live 50 years longer and make your cells stronger and let you feel good. And I'm like, that's awesome. So I see all these things. And the founder of all this shit is a guy named Ray Kurzweil. And I've been watching his documentaries and I read excerpts from his books. So this guy is basically a Nostradamus kind of guy. He predicts things that are going to happen based on technology itself. He's not like a soothsayer or anything like that. Yeah. So he's written several, several things years back. He's like, this is what's going to happen by this year. This is what's going to happen by this year. You know, he predicted when a robot was going to beat uh, a dude in chess. He predicted when a robot was going to beat a human in like Jeopardy, like they're just little things like that. And like the robots are becoming so advanced, like artificial intelligence. Have you seen the movie Her? I put it in my Netflix queue. All right. Let me just throw this out here. Not the best movie from a movie standpoint. Uh, However, the technology in the movie is what will probably keep your interest a lot because it is leading toward everything that this dude keeps talking about. And so there's going to be a particular point in the near future, and he nails it in the year 2029, where people have machines that they make that will start reinventing themselves and make themselves better, and the humans are basically out of the equation. In other words, it's called the singularity where a machine will stop getting tinkered with by a human, and they'll realize, okay, I'm deficient here and I can actually have the thought process to restructure myself. Uh, by 2029, we'll have reverse engineered and modeled and simulated all the regions of the brain, and that will provide us the software, algorithmic methods to simulate you know, all of the human brain's capabilities, including our emotional intelligence, and computers at that time will be far more powerful than the human brain. And we'll be able to create machines that really do have the subtlety and suppleness of human intelligence and they'll combine that power with ways in which machines are already superior to us 
Very Terminator-ish. Yeah. It, you know, well, see, this is why I like the dude, because it doesn't have to be the Terminator route. Is there music where it goes, dun dun yeah. dun 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 <laughs> and, he, and he's like, yeah, basically all that shit could lead to that eventually. He's like, but I like to think of it in a world where it's beneficial, the human and the, and the, the robot and all this stuff. So he was on Jimmy Kimmel not too long ago. And Jimmy Kimmel, being Jimmy Kimmel, he's like, so, you know, what's this mean for a guy like me? And, you know, he started getting into the whole sexual aspect of it. He's like, well, what do you want to be? He's like, I want to be me. He's like, well, do you want to be a woman and feel what it's like to have sex with a dude? Because you could do that in your brain. Or is there a celebrity that you've always loved? A virtual her can be right in front of you at any given moment, at any given time. And I was just thinking of the the social aspects to that. There's going to be 7 billion people locked in their rooms once this shit actually does happen. Mm-hmm. Because if you could just invent a reality that doesn't exist, but as far as you're concerned, it's real. So it's total recall. Yeah, basically. And he's like, yeah. And he was, he was I, can relate, I can relate everything to an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, just so you know. <laughs> well, he's like, by 2045... All this shit will basically become an intermingling. He's like, everyone has a cell phone in their pocket right now. And on that cell phone, you have more power than what the fucking dudes had when they went to the moon. And you can look up anything on the planet. You can go to Wikipedia and find out the answer for everything. He's like, imagine that shit just ingrained with a nanobot. If you took a shot from a doctor that goes into your bloodstream. And then like you just tap your head and you get the information you needed. And so the one question that it, somebody was accurate, he's like, so what makes anybody original anymore if everyone's awesome? And he goes, well, that's where the new originality comes from. He's like, if everyone knows how to play a guitar, you're just going to have somebody that excels better at the superhuman level, too. And I was like, all right, I'm liking everything about this right now. It makes me so, like, that sounds awesome. Except it's 2045 and we'll Two- be long gone. Oh, so here's where he gets into the crazy zone. All right. No more sex with Alyssa Milano. We're going to go to the, the crazy side. And a lot of people are like, this guy's out of his fucking mind. So he believes that with this new technology, even though it's 2045 and you and me are old and crusty, because we'll never get old, because we can replace our old cellular So I can live forever unless I'm a black guy in Ferguson. Unless you're a black guy in Ferguson. And okay. you have a hate crime. I'm not a black guy. So I like this. <laughs> and you can have sex with as many Alyssa Milanos as you want at the same time. So what's Luke's take on all that nonsense? Uh, well, I think it's interesting. I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fairy tale. Unfortunately, I, I have never owned an iPod. Uh, I gave up on technology right around the music download. Yeah, thing. you forgot your HDMI cable. Yeah, <laughs> I got a new DVD player. Uh, <laughs> and... It doesn't come with an HDMI cable, and that pisses me off. Fuck. Um, I, I, fuck. I don't know, dude. There's so much shit out there that I just can't. It, it, it makes me anxious to think about that. I'd have to do all this stuff. Somebody, HD, HD scared me. <laughs> so somebody was. Uh, we got a, a talking just about longevity, right? So if you could go to the doctor, and the doctor says to you, Luke, I got this great experimental drug. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I it, have to is administer it heroin. Huh? Is no, it heroin? it's not. He just has to administer one shot uh, one day a year, and you have to come back and get a shot every year. 
And he's like, what's it do? It slows down your cellular degeneration. If you take a shot every year, I bet you we can increase your life expectancy by 50 years. You say, Doc, what's the catch? There is no catch. You're going to live an extra 50 years if you take this shot. Extra 50 years from when? Um, so life expectancy-wise, let's say the average guy dies at 80. You could live to be 130. And so the 80 will be the new 130. You'll look like you're 80 years old when okay. the time you're 130. That's, right. that's the point. So it slows everything down. All right. Do you take the shot? No side effect. Sure. Doctor says to you, oh, Luke, there may be a side effect in 25% of the people. Do you still take the shot? I say, what's the side effect? The side effect is uh, you might go blind. Uh, cellular degeneration will happen in your eyeballs, and we can't reverse that effect. So, so I might go blind. You might go blind. Just some, some, that's a weird side effect I just came up with. So I'd so. have to live another 50 years blind. Yeah. Like all these weird things that will happen. But no. you know, the side effect might not happen. So. How many people do you think would just take it no matter what? Like, oh, th- like if it was a ninety percent chance that something terrible well, would happen that, to you. There's people that do meth no matter what. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that would do it. I I, I don't know. I, I I mean, I love these fucking questions, man. There's, I think my time. You know, I've I'll go gracefully when the time comes. What do you think is a good age to go gracefully? When you're done. <laughs> So, 29? If you're done. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the reason I bring up all that uh, that nonsense about AOL and the dating and shit like that. Because in the future, 2030, we're going to have motherfuckers dating robots and shit. Dude, I shit you not. There are going to be people at, dating robots. I and- lo- I, we watch some of those late night shows when we're going to bed and they got on like TLC, the guy who is has like the... the mannequin that he's dating oh and you God. pay to have those like lifelike and he dresses him up and that's his girlfriend and i applaud this guy because you know they interviewed him and they show him and he he wasn't getting laid any other way so good for him <laughs> he's stuck with his guns but i mean it's really not that far off i mean he's, he's fucking all excited about this goddamn <clears throat> thing uh. he gave it a personality and likes and dislikes and all this other shit. He talks to it. Dude, we're going to go on with this conversation the next chance we get because there's a follow-up to this whole thing, and I really want your opinion on it. We could spend another 30 minutes going over that shit. I hope you don't mind me talking about this stuff. I don't I, care. I think it's awesome stuff. See, there you go. I talked about the singularity finally. So Luke's all about having sex with virtual Hey, I, I do embrace some tech. I'm smoking a uh, electronic nicotine thing here. <laughs> so there you go. Well, good man. Hey, we're at the hour mark. I think it's time for our Jonah story of the week, man. Um, I will be happy to go again if you'd like. Go ahead. Unless you got something. All right. We were talking about uh, Jonah last week uh, at our good place up north, Miller Park. And this story did not happen the same time uh, that Steve was talking about in the last episode. It happened when the Cubs were playing the Brewers. And we had a work outing where we invited Jonah. <laughs> okay. So my my dad and all these other business guys uh, come up to the game, and I have Allison and Jonah with me, and I believe there's a couple other people. And I convinced my dad to buy a keg of beer for the, uh, the tailgate. That a boy. And it worked out great. Everyone had a lot of beer. But we didn't drink it all. 
and we wanted to go inside to see the game. Uh, so we started giving beers away to people in the parking lot, which is, you know, awesome. And then me and Jonah decided to, you know, just get a few more in before we had to, you know, go back to our seats and watch the Cubs versus the Brewers, which is the most exciting game you could imagine. And we were in the bag. We finally got up to our seats. I think really, really late. It was a ridiculous amount of time that went by because we missed first pitch. I think we got up to our seats around the third inning because we were still drinking in the parking lot. Okay. And I knew that we had to drive ourselves home. So I had to stop. Jonah didn't have to stop. (laughs) So he decided to keep going. And if I do recall the game, the Brewers lost. And Jonah was the biggest sore winner on the planet as we were all walking down the ramp, you know, those crazy twisty ramps that go. And he was being really obnoxious. And he's the only guy in Cub gear, at least in our like local vicinity. And there's another guy that starts telling him to shut the fuck up. And Jonah keeps going, woo, Cubs, number one, we're going to kick your asses. And I was like, dude, come on, man, relax. And he's like, woo. And he just didn't stop. So he continues this little tirade all the way through the, the ramp as we get outside into the parking lot. And he keeps it going. And some guys are like booing him and shit like that. And I'm yeah. like, oh, Jesus. So the walk goes like this. We start going to our car. And another dude approaches us who I can only describe as Milwaukee Jonah. <laughs> it's like the same dude, but just in a brewer outfit. And Milwaukee Jonah. He's like, hey, man, fuck the Cubs. And Jonah's like, fuck the Brewers. Not, they're not saying it to each other. They're, yeah. they're just discrediting each other's teams. Yeah. And so Jonah's like, guess who won, bitch? <laughs> And the dude's like, fuck you. The Cubs suck. That's why we're in like a third as opposed to fourth place. You know, right, like, yeah, they're right. <laughs> who is the tallest midget? So they're going back and forth and watching two drunk people argue stats that are just like a mashed together number of, of inconsistency is right. awesome in itself. But they start getting really close to each other. And I'm like, oh, my God, Jonah's, Jonah's going to get in a fight. Right. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And fuck you. The Cubs won. Fuck, fuck you. The Brewers are awesome. That's two people that really want to get in a fight. What are you going to do? They got chest to chest yeah. barking at each other. And nothing happened. It was the saddest fight I think I'd ever seen with you know just two guys that didn't want to fight, but nobody wanted to be the, the guy that was the quieter of the Jonas. So- <laughs> So I grabbed him by his arm. I'm like, dude, let's fucking go. He's like, no, fuck this guy. And I was like, fuck you, Chicago. And it just went back and forth like that. Because so, fuck you, Chicago is quite a put down. So I think, I think when I look back on that, when Jonah always says he's avoided fights, I like be, because he he always fights with people that are exactly no, like well, him. No, well, there's a there's a there's a left off part of that sentence. Mm. I avoid fights, or so. That's how I remember it. <laughs> I've never seen him get into a fight in his life, with the exception of that. The only other time he got into a fight is when he punched a wall, and I'll save that story. But besides the point, man, like, he had no, I don't think, any clue what to do. Like, when he was put in the position to swing, and he got face-to-face, and I've seen two guys go at it in a parking lot. I've seen guys, sure. like, fucking throw the jersey over their head and start beating the faces like a hockey player. Yeah. He didn't. 
he didn't know what to do. And I felt like, all right, if this if this guy is going to swing on Jonah, I have to jump in the fight. But it was Milwaukee well, Jonah. Was, Jonah was a swimmer. <laughs> I can only assume Milwaukee Jonah did some non-violent sports. So maybe they did. You know, he could like breaststroke him to death. I don't know. <laughs> he needs a pool of water like Aquaman. Yeah. Jonah's an actor. Maybe they'd have a monologue contest. <laughs> well, that's 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 basically the story. That's Jonah's non-fight with Milwaukee Jonah. I really. <laughs> I wish we still knew Milwaukee Jonah. I want to see how he evolved over the years. Maybe he was like his evil twin or something like that. All he needed was a goatee. It would have been awesome. I got- I've, I've had my moments at games. I told you the one I went into the Cubs Sox game at Comiskey, and oh yeah, yeah. There yeah. was we, I went to Cubs Cardinals one time, and I was so drunk. And Cardinals fans suck. No, Cardinals fans are pretty good. Uh, the ones but I there was like this 13 year old kid that was inside in Cardinal gear. And every time he moved out to like get something to drink or go to the bathroom, I booed him as he went by. <laughs> and his dad was like, would you please stop? <laughs> and, like, and his dad had a cub hat on. And I'm like, boo you for bringing a Cardinal fan. Well, me and Jonah went to a Cleveland White Sox game and he wore his Cubs jersey. To yeah. Comiskey Park. Yeah, that's just... And sad. I was like, dude, you're, do you, I want to hang out with you, but you're going to get booed everywhere we go. Yeah. He's like, I'm just representing. Yeah, no, they, so I, see, I see guys... Just in, representing. I saw a guy at a Cubs game by himself with a White Sox hat on. The Cubs were playing like the Cardinals. <laughs> and he was like cheering, and he would stand up and turn around and look at everybody every time the Cardinals would score. It was St. And it Louis was so, <laughs> No, no, no. It was Sox. It, it was, was Sox Jonah. It was White Sox Jonah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm like looking at... And people are like yelling at him to sit down and stuff. And he's like, got his, and he's like turning around. And that's just the way they, I mean, I told you the one time when I was at the game and the fat guy just was turning around for like five straight innings mm-hmm. going, Cubs suck, Cubs suck. That's all he kept saying. And I'm like, oh my God, man. It's like the taunter from Happy Gilmore. Yeah. You just, will not make this putt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's basically what it was. And he picks a fight with like a 50 year old guy who's there with his little kids. Well, I'm sorry I had to phone it in this time. But, uh, well, your effort showed. Yeah, I, I I I brought my C game today. That's okay. I'll bring I'll bring the B game next I'm time. I'm sure that we might have a special guest next time too, which is good. So hopefully, uh, who's that? That'll be uh, uh, his name begins with Jake and ends with Sanders. Maybe. Are we just gonna watch Caddyshack in episode twenty, or we save it for twenty one? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, one think, night when we do it. I mean, we got to quit recording on like Sunday mornings and Tuesday nights and shit. Yeah, oh, it's fucking brutal. Um, oh yeah. By the way, I'm gonna throw something at the end of this episode. Uh, the guy that made our theme song is a good gentleman named Tommy Pope. Uh, he is also a local musician and an awesome musician at that. He's very bluesy and he makes a lot of cool songs. And uh, you're about to hear one after this episode is over, so stay tuned and listen. And Wait, when's he going to do our extended version he's of gonna our do, we, I, we, disease song? We, I wrote it a long time ago. We, we are going to uh, go to his house and record. He's got some nice. studio equipment. So, uh, so uh, yeah, stick around for the song, and the buying information is right after all this noise. But uh, in the meantime, Luke, do you have anything else? Oh. All right, man. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for all the hits. Share us, and go get a disease. Later.
Tommy Pope and his song LSD. If you like what you heard, you can go buy it. Go to ReverbNation.com backslash Tommy Pope Music. T-O-M-M-Y-P-O-P-E Music. Go buy a song. That makes everyone happy. Thanks. Bye.